0: Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports, brought to you by Johnny t-shirt.com the go-to provider for all your tar heel gear.
1: I am your host, Tommy Ashley, joined by Sherelle McMillan. You're listening to the Instant Analysis Inside Carolina podcast, Carolina 76, Notre Dame 65. Sherrell, game started a little rocky. Ugly, November basketball, sort of turned in the second half when Roy Williams put a guy into the game that I thought played his best game as a Tar Heel. I'm serious. Andrew Playtech came in, gave some meaningful minutes, freed up another guy to really go off and set Carolina apart from Notre Dame. But your thoughts on on Playtech? I thought he was big tonight.
0: Yeah, it was interesting because, um, you know, we're going to start using the cliches that we always use, but, you know, Roy plays people that he trusts the most. And I think what you saw was Playtech made a couple of plays in the first half and, you know, gained Roy Williams' trust a little bit more. He he was solid. He did what he was supposed to do. Um, And then you could just see him get more confident as the game went on. And that's, you know, it's November basketball. Like I always say, you can only take so much from it, but it's a positive sign if he is, uh, you know, confident about what he can do. Because they do um have some depth issues as you saw in the backcourt. So really happy for him in general because, you know, he's he came in and he, you know, really wanted to play, but he was behind some much more talented players at the time, but he's worked and worked and you look at his stat line, you know, eight points, four rebounds, two assists, one turnover. You'll take that off the bench, you know, anytime and he's plus fifteen. So the high the second highest plus minus behind another guy we'll talk about. I'm um, on the team and he just was a steadying influence and that's really what they needed tonight.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people will lose um in the performance of other players will lose guys that are just important to the win. Um you know, you mentioned the plus 15. Let's talk about that guy that was plus 21 and the plus minus. Uh Dewey Burke is on vacation somewhere not in this country and he texted me and said, "All I got is a box score. Tell me what you see." I said, "Um This guy Cole Anthony is going to have to score 20-plus a night for Carolina to win. And I think at the time he asked that, Anthony may have had 10. And then we see what happens. Sherelle, we've heard the hype. We've heard everything about Cole Anthony. He's this, he's that. Uh, Man, he looked pretty good, especially in that stretch in the second half. He he finally kicked the goggles uh, in – I mean, I I don't really know what else to say. That's definitely the best uh, debut by a Carolina freshman in my memory, and I think the stats would bear out ever.
0: It it didn't seem like he was kind of biding his time, just feeling things out, just seeing exactly what the team needed, um, which is the sign of a great point guard. You know, he was – They were going heavy into Armando Bacot and to Garrison Brooks and um, even to Licky Black in the paint early on in the game. Excuse me. And then um, as the scoring kind of bogged down, as those opportunities went away, you saw him kind of be more aggressive on the offensive end. And then the start of the second half, really from the under 16 timeout to about the under five timeout, uh, he really just took the game over. I don't think he came out at all in the second half. Yeah, he's uh, we have him at 37 minutes. So he rested that three minute stretch in the first half and I don't think he came out in the second half. Um, And yeah, I mean, I mean, he's just, he's a talented guy and we talked about this, you know, from the moment he's on, like this is his team. He's in control. Um, He has the ball in his hands. He's going to score. He's going to rebound. He's going to, you know, um, you know, get his teammates open shots. He's going to do whatever it takes to win. And, you know, Roy Williams talked about it in the off season, how great of a rebounder he is from the guard spot and, there he is with 11 rebounds leading the team. Carolina, 51 total rebounds. So, I, I mean, you know, there's not much else to, much else to say. His play really um, says it all. I mean, he's, he's an incredible player. I don't think North Carolina really wants him to have to score 34 points for them to win. Um, but just the fact that he's capable and that pretty much every night, North Carolina is going to have the best player on the floor. It means they can beat anyone. Um, and especially when you start looking forward towards the NCAA tournament, when you have a guy, who can't be stopped, a guy who can take over, a guy who can make everybody else better. Um, that's what wins in March.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating to see. You know, he comes out in the goggles. I've never seen him wearing goggles on the basketball court. Maybe he has, and I've missed it. Uh, and he can't hit the rim. And then he kicks those off, I believe, during the eight-minute timeout, media timeout or whatever. Let's talk about the second half just a little bit, his performance, because it, it definitely deserves its own little segment here. Second half only. 20 minutes played, and by the way, Leaky Black and Garrison Brooks both played all 20 minutes in the second half, which speaks to this this team's lack of depth. But Anthony, eight for 15, five for eight from three. He had four rebounds, three assists, and two turnovers in the second half. I mean, and what gets me watching him? And I tweeted Kobe, who it's a joke. People say, "Oh, that's not nice to Kobe." <laughs> Look. It, they're it is fascinating to me, Sherelle, to see the difference. I think Cole is a much, much better basketball player. And and I mean, like, from the, the innate sense of the bat of the game. Um Kobe's certainly uh fascinating to watch and a fabulous player, but they are just so different. Yet here we are looking at the stats at the end. He put up Kobe White numbers in the second half alone. I mean just speak to that portion of it. He he appears to have an old school type game. It you know and and, and let me say this before somebody gets on us. He's he's athletic. A lot of people want to say or some people say he's not very athletic. He's crazy athletic, but he plays an old school old man's basketball game with that additional uh, athleticism that he does have.
0: I think that's something that comes from his dad. Um, you know. One thing that point guards, I guess in today's day and age, they don't have some of the same sensibilities that point guards did, you know, 25, 30 years ago when Greg Anthony was coming up. And I think one of the things that makes Cole such a great player is that he has the modern sensibilities, the ability to score, the ability to be what we call a lead guard um, that, you know, might not necessarily be a distributor at times. It might be the guy who has to go out and get points for you, but he also has the ability to be, you know, the 1992, you know, consummate point guard who sets up teammates, who gets back on defense, who um, has great on the ball defense, you know, who just sets things up. He can be both of those things in the same game. And I think that's what you saw, like we talked about in, you know, the first eight or 10 minutes, that's kind of what his role was, was getting Garrison the ball, getting Armando the ball. He's really good feeding the post. I think that's going to be an improvement for North Carolina over the past couple of years because they haven't had you know, somebody who can feed the post the way he does. So, you know, that's kind of what he was doing in the first segment, the first couple of segments. And then, you know, when the team needed it, he turned into the, what we call lead guard, which is give me the ball, I'm going to score. And, you know, he has both of those abilities. And I think that's why Roy Williams called him the most complete point guard he's ever recruited.
1: Yeah, he is fascinating to watch. And, you know, I'm partial to the old school style of play, but you put it perfectly there the sensibilities i mean he had an opportunity to come down and heat check a couple times he worked the, the ball around it ends up getting a good shot and ends up taking a shot but he didn't rush he did not look like ever to me especially in the second half that he appeared to be hurrying that- or he- he hurried without rushing or whatever the right. statement is. It's uh, the, the um, John
0: would be quick, but don't hurry. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, that shows you that these freshmen, especially the ones who are top five, top 10 people, you know, we often say, well, freshmen are freshmen. They they are to a degree, but well, these guys have played so much basketball. They're so advanced. They've had, you know, trainers and skilled people since they were five or six, like just a freshman, in 2019 is so different from a freshman, even in 2000 or even in 2005, um, just because of the way the process is sped up because of the way specialization has happened starting in seventh and eighth grade. Um, These guys have all been, you know, bred to be basketball players really for about the last seven or eight years of their life. So when they get to college, it's not as much of a jump. Um, They played on the EYBL, you know, Nike's AU circuit. They played with USA basketball. They played at all these camps against all these great players. So, Um, it's not as drastic of a change as it used to be. And for Cole, you know, he's been around basketball his entire life uh, with his dad and, um, you know, playing AU up there and his high school and then he went to Oak Hill. So he just – he's always around the game. And I think you can see that in how calm he plays and just how relaxed he is on the court.
1: Yeah, it's almost a stress-free type game that he plays. He doesn't look overhyped over you know active spastic or anything like it it's it's going to be an interesting watch this remaining of you know 35 40 games of the season and we talked about
0: it you know uh with Dewey the the question was never about his on the court talent that was never the question like I I don't think we expected 34 11 and 5 you know right out of the gate but you know we we knew he'd put up numbers simply because he had the ball in his hands. I think the efficiency maybe was a little bit of a surprise for me uh twelve, 12 you know fifty percent from the field from a guard is is really good um so that was a little bit a little bit of a surprise for me and then just the way you know he led you know in the off season it's it's fun to talk about different guys and how they're had to step up and be leaders because they're in new roles and they have seniority and everything but it was i just it was never a question whose team this was and I think. You know, we saw it game one, and I think that's kind of um, the model for North Carolina moving forward. Again, not 34 points from him, but um, that's how they're going to have to win for a while.
1: Yeah, let me talk a little bit about Johnny T-Shirt right fast. They're our sponsors. They sponsor this podcast. They work with us at InsideCarolina.com. Great opportunity to go. Probably find you a number two jersey at Johnny T-Shirt. I'm sure you could find one. Uh, they've got all the gear. Football, baseball, basketball, soccer, any sports you need at johnnytshirt.com. Of course, Johnny T-shirt on Franklin Street. Great place to get your Carolina gear anytime, anyplace, online, anytime you need it. Have it for the Mercer football game. Have it for the next Carolina basketball home game. I'll tell you what, I'll be there on Monday the 11th as we go to Chapel Hill for uh, my son's high, uh, college tour. So I'll stop into Johnny T shirt and check out what they've got going on. And of course, if you're an Inside Carolina Premium subscriber, I've talked about it, why you need to be, but you also get that 10% off that everyday order online and at Johnny T shirt on Franklin Street. Shrell, you know, we mentioned just briefly before we got on air that, you know, Anthony puts up 34, the rest of the team, what is that, uh, 43? If my math is correct, or 42. Yeah. Uh, like you said, the team probably doesn't, or, or coaches probably don't want him scoring that large percentage of the points every night. So other guys have got to step up. And we talked about play tech, and I was serious when I said I thought he played fantastic, and that bodes well for the future. But your take on let's start down low a little bit. Baycott and Brooks. I thought Baycott looked good at times, uh, Brooks. Is, you know, he, he's Garrison Brooks. That's what just his game tonight is kind of what he does. Um, your thoughts on those two guys? I, I think you said it perfectly. Uh, Brooks did what he does, right at a double double, 10
0: points, nine rebounds. Most of his stuff was, you know, kind of finishing, uh, you know, kind of garbage, like you know, a loose ball or offensive rebound, those kind of uh points. That's where most of his stuff came from. Um, and you know, again, great defensively, three blocks. Um, I, I think. He's really going to be able to do that better this year now that he has, you know, another big playing consistently beside him. Um, and he's playing the four. He can rotate some. And I, so I think he'll block a lot more shots than he has his first couple of years. Um, and, you know, he played a team high 39 minutes, too. I think maybe people don't realize that or haven't looked at the stat sheet by the time they listen to this. But, you know, when you're starting four, is able to play 39 minutes. That kind of tells you about his conditioning. So Garrison Brooks, he, he, he is, you know, he's – consummate he's steady he's what you need uh I don't want to I don't want to say the the glue guy thing but that's close to what he is because you always know what he's going to give you I think Armando started off well I think you can kind of see glimpses of what he's going to be able to contribute this year uh but I I do think at times he rushed and you know every time you get the ball doesn't mean you have to shoot it and that's something you have to learn that's not a, a a diss on him or anything but that's something that players have to learn like of course, Williams likes to feed the post. He likes to make sure that his big guys get the ball. But just because you get it doesn't mean you have to shoot it. And he'll, he'll learn that, and he'll learn, you know, better quality shots, and he'll adjust to playing against guys who are as tall and as big as him. Um, so, like I said, you see the skill. Um, you see the footwork was, was pretty impressive. So the kind of things that, you know, if, if it was a football game, you would say it, it travels. The kind of things that travel. Uh, for big guys, coordination and touch and those kind of things, he has. And it's just a matter of the rest of it kind of catching up.
1: Yeah, I mean, and he's got to learn how to – he's got to make foul shots. If he makes 75% of his foul shots this season, he'll average 15 easy.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure if that was a nerve thing, if that was a confidence thing. You know, he wasn't – you know, he's never been like a 95% free throw shooter. But he was, wasn't bad in high school or in AAU, so I'm not sure about that one.
1: Yeah, it'll it'll work out. A lot of nerves first game. You know, it's got to be. And a couple guys I thought showed some nerves, especially early, um, and get your take on it. I thought Christian Keeling looked a little nervous early, looking, trying to figure out, you know, exactly how his game fits in on this level. And I thought Leaky Black also, who ended up with a great stat line, except for his shooting, uh, I thought he looked a little maybe – you know, not deer in the headlights early, but I just think he was a tick off early. Um, compare and contrast those guys and toss Pierce in there as well.
0: I, I think Leakey, um I, I like what I saw from Leakey, honestly. Um, he has never been the type who's going to go out and give you 20. I mean, he I think he has the capability deep down inside of him, but it's something that's still progressing, something he's still working towards. But he always has a great you know, floor game. He's always able to rebound because of his size and he's bulked up a, a ton in the off season. So that's going to help him when he has to play some three and maybe even some four, depending upon, you know, what the lineups look like. He's always been a, a good passer and I, I definitely think he's the team's, you know, secondary ball handler. So uh, I, I liked what I saw from him. I liked what he did. You know, his shot will improve. He probably needs to take some better shots, probably needs to try to get closer to the basket um, and his, his you know, range, I, I guess will like I said, keep improving throughout the year and then uh, into next year. So that's not something I'm particularly worried about as far as him because he, he's just not going to be a 20-point a scorer game or anything like that. You're looking to him for defense. You're looking to him for assists and rebounds and just being solid.
1: Yeah, if he, um, and if he puts up, you know, if he puts up, seven or seven to ten points a game and then has seven rebounds, five assists every night, Roy Williams would be thrilled.
0: Right, and and that's, that's kind of what you, that's what Leakey is right now, and I think that's how he helps the team. Uh, as far as Pierce and Keeling, you know, that's the biggest crowd they've ever played in front of, so I think people need to realize that. Um, it's probably the best, I don't want to say the best team, but among the best teams they've probably played against in their entire career, so I think people need to understand that. And then they're doing it, you know, as the number nine team um, in, I think, one of the first basketball games on a brand new network. So add all that stuff in and and I get it. Um, plus they're, they're learning a very complicated um, system that has a lot of permutations on things and um, doesn't run a, a ton of what you would call set plays. So add all that together and you can understand why maybe there was some confusion. Maybe there's a little tentativeness. Um, but I, I think both of them showed flashes of what they can contribute. Keeling really has to work on the turnovers. Um, he had a team high five and I think that's just going to come with time of realizing kind of, maybe I can't do what I did last year, this year. I have to adjust. Same thing with Pierce. Um, but I like the way Pierce stuck his nose in there a little bit and grabbed it. I think he had seven rebounds. Um, in 20 minutes, he played a little bit of the four and knocked down a three. So if he can do that, um, replicate it, and get some confidence, then I think he'll help out.
1: Yeah, it was fascinating to watch those guys. I thought, um, yeah, I, I did like Pierce's game. One for six from the field. Eh, I'm a little nervous maybe, but the seven rebounds. And, and that was the game he brings. I, I mean, we've seen you know, his mixtapes or his highlight tapes. He's very athletic, but what I saw – from his stats from William Mary is that he rebounds the basketball. And then you look at the overall stats, Carolina out-rebounds Notre Dame by 20. It was shaky early, and Notre Dame looked good early. But the domination on the boards, I think, really just – and Cole Anthony really just iced this game for North Carolina. I'll be
0: frank. I thought they were going to lose coming into today just because um, of of things we talked about uh, throughout the podcast of – the load on Cole Anthony, you know, the first game for Armando Bacot, the first game for Keeling and Pierce, no Brandon Robinson, um, you know, Leaky hasn't, you know, he's practiced some, but he hasn't practiced as as much as uh, all the other guys, and he hasn't, you know, been full strength in a game, and oh, you know, since last the Georgia Tech game last year, so last January was the last time he was a hundred percent in the game. So add all that up, and you know, it was it was worrisome because you had all these new pieces. And then you had a Notre Dame team who took Carolina you know, to the final minute last year in the Smith Center um, with Kobe White and Cam Johnson and Luke May and Sierra Little and Garrison Brooks and Kenny Williams uh, took them down to the wire. And it was like, oh, man, this this isn't set up well for North Carolina. But to their credit, they played you know really good defense at times. And Cole
1: Anthony kind of took us to the next level, 34 points. And I think that's why they got the win. Yep, I believe somebody said before the game, maybe Jones Angel says, first time since 1967 Carolina had opened the season with an ACC game. I would say it was probably the best freshman performance in a debut ever by Cole yeah, Anthony. I, I
0: think that's fair. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't really think you can – yeah, I think that's – let's go ahead and write that in the book.
1: Yeah, I'm sure somebody listening will say, well, wait a minute, somebody did this. I, I, I doubt it.
0: No, and it's, it's, it's a conference game, and, you know, the everything was expected of him. He was everything everyone expected and more. So, uh, let's go ahead and put that in ink, actually. That has the best freshman debut
1: in Carolina history. Good stuff, Sherelle. Always <laughs> fun to talk to you after these games. Always fun to uh do these little instant analysis podcasts. I'm sure we'll have plenty more throughout the season. Carolina gets out on the right foot, 76-65 over Notre Dame in the Smith Center. Next ACC game, I guess, is what? December 7th against Virginia?
0: It's either, I don't think they've set a date. It's December 6th or 7th, I think, on the calendar officially.
1: Crazy. That'll be a big one. But Carolina's got a ton of big ball games before that, including UNCW on Friday night down in Wilmington. We'll try to do a post game instant analysis podcast on that one. Go ahead and figure out the best way to watch it. Uh, But Sherelle and I will get it done and we'll talk to you again. Sherelle, always a pleasure, my man. Yep. Have a good one.
0: Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.